Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in, dis- in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Manchester City dominate the derby as they beat Manchester United. Mane scores the only goal of the game as Liverpool beat West Ham to keep the pressure on at the top. Chelsea breeze past Burnley and Everton are well and truly dragged into a relegation battle after a 5-0 thrashing at Tottenham. Well, lots to get on with this week, so let's talk football. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody Hello, to another everyone. week of, of the podcast. How are we all? I hope we're all doing well. Yeah, I'm over the moon. What a weekend. Good. Good. Glad you're all right. Yeah, you're you okay. You need... The thing is, I half expected it. Half expected it. Half expected it. I mean, we might as well start there, Vinny, you've started it. Yeah, I, I mean, can I start, first of all? No, you've already brought up no. United, so it's no, 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 I mean, I'm starting with your game, but can I start okay. with it? Yeah, go. First half, you were brilliant. Yeah, but, yeah, it's weird. We're weird. We're strange. <laughs> you were containing them, all right? You were a goal down, but, you know, you were win- you were well and truly in the game. Yeah, we had the ball, we had everything. We just gave away two sloppy goals. Yeah. Sancho scored a good goal. Yeah. And you're thinking, all right, this is okay. And then the second half, it's probably one of the worst performances I've seen from us ever. Like, ever. I've never seen... Like, it's not even... I mean, it's well documented what Roy Keane said about it. Yeah. And I agree. I was watching the match going, why are you not running? Yeah. <laughs> why are you not... Why are you not defending that, that situation on the edge of the box? Like it was just, it was, it, it was just like baffling me. It's just like just, just, just get at them a little bit. Yeah. Like we know it's Man City. We know they're going to run you ragged. They will try to because they didn't do it in the first half. We had a lot of the ball in the first half, considering we were playing City. Yeah. And then it's just like it's just gone. The intensity went. The, the drive to get to the ball had gone. And then once they'd scored the third one, we were even worse after that. Yeah, because they were just knocking. I mean, they had, what, 92% possession at one point? For like a 10-minute spell? It's honestly, it's one of the... Like, you know, you can you not be a good football team. You can still work. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's the frustrating thing. You know, we know we're nowhere near Man City. And let's not pretend that we're even close because we're not even on, on their level. Yeah. But it was it was the manner in, a, in the derby game for them just to... And I've never seen away fans, Man United away fans, leave a ground early. Yeah. Ever. And that should be the biggest sign, if anything. Like Manchester right. United away yeah. fans stay until the end. But when obviously what they were looking at wasn't... They weren't happy really? about it. They voted with their feet, yeah. Yeah. You, you just don't see it. They're normally singing until the night, no matter what how bad the situation is. But that performance was inexcusable. Yeah. Like, that is, at the end of the day, forget... Passion for your club, passion for all that. That is your job. Mm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that is your job. People go to work every day and you're putting in that effort in your job. Yeah. And you get to do something you love to do. But that's the effort you put into your job. It was, you know, it was shocking. Absolutely terrible. That second half of just, oh, just like, oh, well, this is... <laughs> Thanks for making... Because I always thought it was going to be a long day. Yeah. I thought, oh, this yeah. is going to be a long day. Do you know what I mean? Always did. I thought, I was sitting down watching the match full of dread. Yeah. And at your first half, it gives you a glimmer of hope. 
Like, okay, we're playing all right. You know what I mean? If we played like that for 90 minutes and lost the game, everyone would have been like, yeah, you know what? Fair play. Yeah. Man, you know, it would have been more about how Man City, you know, managed to get through a win and get through United. But I think the the fact that more people are talking about Manchester United than Man City is how you how bad Manchester United were. Yeah, they gave you a crumb of comfort and they took it yeah. away. Because <laughs> no one's talking about how actually, you know, Man City weathered that storm from United, got through and, and toughed that out because they did. Yeah. City, to be fair to them, you know, United were on them at times where a lot of teams haven't been able to get more of the ball off of them, yeah. you know. But they weathered it and come through it. You know, from a City point of view, that's how they'd probably see the game. No, we saw off United and then we knew that, you know, they'd probably tire and that come in the second half and then we'd take control, which is exactly how the game probably panned out from a Manchester City point of view. But from a United point of view, this is... No. I just... I couldn't believe what I was watching. And things... You know, and this... this All this stuff around Marcus Rashford doing the rounds... You know, we ended. We we played two centre forwards essentially the first half with Ogba and Fernandez. Rashford stuck on the bench. Yeah, it is it's like what's going on. Didn't understand the team selection at all. And I said, well, it worked, didn't it? First half. Yeah. It's, you know, you got to give him credit to that degree. He, he kept us in the game. Mm. Yeah. And it was work, kind of working. But there's going to be a lot of changes at Old Trafford, I think, in the summer. A lot. We would think so. Well, Pogba's probably gone. Yeah. Lingard's going to go. I don't see Ronaldo sticking it out. No. Cavani's going to go. And so, you know, you've got to get that out. Get those, you know, those those that want to leave have got to go. Just go. Yeah. Go. Get out of there. Yeah. If you don't want to stick around for the projects, then yeah. Move on. Move on. Move on. Don't care. I think whoever we bring in as the managers is quite important. I think it needs to be a personality. I think it needs to be someone strong. Yeah. But at the same time, it needs to be... I say this is why I still like the idea of Ten Hag over Pochettino, because I feel he's probably going to have the stronger character. Yeah. You know, that's not to say that... Well, it is to say. I don't... I've, I've never agreed. You know, we've had this conversation a few times. I don't think Pochettino is the man. Yeah. To come in. I don't think he's the right one. So, you know, we've started these talks, according to Fabrizio. Yeah. Mano, who we all trust, they've started talks with Ten Hagen. Yeah. So let's see that through. Let's get him in. Let's get him in working with the team. But he needs to be able to get something new. There needs to be some changes around thing, And, you know, that'll give people like maybe Donny van der Beek another lease of life, although he's not doing great stuff at Everton right now. But, <laughs> you know... Does it give him an opportunity to play in a fashion that he's used to? Because obviously Ten Hag's blooded in that Ajax way of playing. Yeah. But we'll find out over time, I think. Um, I would imagine be... they'll be appointed before the end of the season. Uh, if you're talking to if you're talking to him now, you would have, you yeah. would at least or or at least wait until Ajax have won the title or have not won the title, and then something will be announced from there. Yeah, that, yeah, that might be an announcement, but nothing's going to happen, is it, till the summer? Oh, he won't come in until the summer, no. But, I mean, yeah, get it announced and then everybody's got something to look yeah. forward to, haven't they? Because, you know, the problem, like I said, you know, and I've said this, the problem with Ralph coming in is that he can only take the players so far before they turn around and go, well, he's not going to be here next year. Well, he is going to be there next year, isn't he? He's going to be upstairs. But he isn't. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but he's not going to be in the training round, is he? No. He's not going to be around. And, and I think that, for me, has always been the danger with this appointment. Yeah. When you go for this approach, 
I mean, Manchester United players aren't the Chelsea players of where you can bring in someone someone like Gus Hiddink. In fact, you know, someone like Gus Hiddink actually carries a bit more weight to him than Ralph Ragnick yeah. carries. Definitely. And I think that's probably, you know, if you're going to make these short-term appointments, they need to be big. Yeah. They need to be big, solid names that have a, a reputation yeah. and a character about them because that's the only way you're going to get players to buy into it in the short term. Yeah, definitely. But it's, yeah, it's it's a mess. It is a mess. Speaking of a mess, shall we move on to mm. the game from Monday? I mean, if you want to. What a mess Everton are in. Oh, Everton are in, are in free form. What a mess. Now, we've spoken about this before. I normally gauge the team based on what I see in front of me. Yeah. And to this point, Watford for the worst team I have seen. They have now mm. been overtaken. Everton were dreadful. Defensively, yeah absolutely all over the place they allowed us just to run through we were knocking balls in behind and they had no fight about them whatsoever yeah no they could go they could seriously be gone they could yeah if they don't back up their ideas yeah they are in a world of bother they really are i mean we were superb don't get me wrong obviously we took our chances when they came yeah but they helped us an awful lot <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when when Michael Keane gives you a head start. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Jordan Pickford couldn't do much about that. He was only about three, four yards away. But yeah, no. Obviously, Son's goal that goes under Pickford's body. That's like, yeesh. Harry Kane's mm. goal. What a ball from Matt Doherty, by the way, for Harry Kane's first goal and his second one. To be fair, <laughs> Matt Doherty had a blinder Monday. Really impressed yeah. with him. Glad to see he's actually finally getting some game time and he's actually performing well. This is the Matt Doherty I wanted to see 18 months ago. Are you getting him now? Yes, thank goodness for that. Obviously, Sergio Regulon came on at half time and scored with like yeah. 40 seconds. That's it. <laughs> you know, you t- the two new boys are doing bits as well, aren't they? You know, yeah, couldn't they looking... Bentecourt? Bentecourt was yeah. running the game in midfield. Yeah. So solid, solid looking Spurs performance, that one. Yeah. Less Jekyll and Hyde going forward, though, please. Because obviously we've gone from one extreme to the other again. Yeah, I think Conte is a... Maybe that maybe that moment the other week when he lost his complete rag yeah. was, was the turning point for him. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll say that. We lost to Middlesbrough on the Tuesday. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> but no, obviously Deli Alley come on as well. That was nice. He got a rounding reception at the end. Sort of when, when, it's easy when you're 5-0 up though, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it, no, at the end of the game, obviously Hugo dragged him over to the to the home fans and sort of everyone was like, you know, thank you, Delhi, sort of thing. Yeah. Good luck in the championship. Ouch. That was, unne- <laughs> that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. Uh, I feel that was unnecessary. <laughs> well, he hasn't played for two and a half years for us. The only reason why he's yeah. gone is because he was out of form and he'd, he'd stopped playing for the shirt. Yeah, indeed. But never mind. We'll see what happens. So Everton are a point off relegation at the moment. Yeah. Um, they've, they've got a game on. They've got a game on Burnley. Yeah. Two on at Watford. So it's not the end of the world. You know, if I'd, I'd rather be in Everton's position than Leeds' position. Yeah, definitely. But I wouldn't bet on Everton winning the game of bingo at the moment. No. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe not. But but you know, Burnley didn't look like they were going to cause. Too much trouble for uh, for Chelsea, did they, on the, on Saturday? No, again, they played quite well in the first half. 
and then Chelsea yeah. just blitzed them. Yeah, they just had, turned it off. Yeah, didn't they? they just had so many half chances in the first half, Bernie. It's like, oh. Once they got the breakthrough, Chelsea, I think it was one of those. I think Chelsea needed the goal, and I think once the goal came, yeah, and then they got it so quickly after the after half time, it just made it a bit easier for them then to yeah, move Reece forward, James and then obviously was on fire. Yeah, and then Kai Havertz turns around and gets two in, you know, two nil, three nil. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah, it's game. You know, once those yeah. two go in back to back, it's it's done. Yeah. But um yeah, so then Burnley are in a bit of bother, but Chelsea look very, very good again. Yeah. It's like they're finding their form again. Yeah. No Lukaku. Nope. Didn't even get Havertz on. trusted. No, yeah, Havertz trusted up front, getting the goals as well, so he can't be yeah, no. on that, he got the goals. You can't, you can't complain if he's scoring goals. You're not going to drop him out of the team for someone who wasn't scoring goals. I know. That's it, or even touching the football. Well, yeah, to, to a certain point, yeah. <laughs> uh, the big game on Saturday night was Liverpool-West Ham. It was a very cagey affair, I felt, this in the end. Yeah, West Ham were unlucky, I thought. Yeah, they, they had opportunities. Yeah, they were unlucky. But Liverpool toughed it out at home, which is what you need to do to stay in, in these races. Yeah, definitely, they they found a way to win. Yeah. They did. They did. And Mane got the breakthrough well, midway through the first half. And it was enough. Thankfully for West Ham, Jared Bowen is not out for too long. When he yeah. went off injured, I was like, oh dear. Whoops. Yeah, it'd be a big loss if they lost him for a, a, Wait, a prolonged amount of time. he's going to be fit for when we play them in two weeks' time. So. Okay. But Ben Rama's not necessarily a bad footballer to bring on in his place, though, is he? No, true. True, although Ben Rama's not really at the ground running this year, I don't think, by the looks of it. Yeah. Obviously, Bowen's been brilliant, so, you know, trying oh, yeah, to, no, trying to been replace him is going to be very difficult, but yeah. He's been exceptional, for sure. But now Liverpool rolling on, keeping the keeping the pressure on at the top, which is all they can do, I guess, at this stage. Yeah. Obviously, the big game comes in, well, a month today. Yeah. For the big game. Hopefully we'll get that going. That'll be a big, big, big game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see actually because by then we don't know what the picture will look like by then. So a lot can happen between now and then. Yes, definitely. But uh, it's definitely looking like that could be a title decider for sure. Oh, 100 percent at this point. Yeah, you can't see an old school style. Yeah, you can't see Manchester decider. City dropping many points between now and then. No, absolutely not. So we'll look forward to a very heated title race after City's. Confident win over United and then Liverpool getting past the tricky test of West Ham. Yeah. Let's talk Palace beating Wolves at Molyneux. Yeah. Yeah. Good performance for Palace. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of an upset, really, considering how Wolves have been playing lately. Yeah. Yeah. Although they've lost their last three now, Wolves. They are falling off the pace a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at home, absolutely. you'd expect them to win that. Yeah. Against Palace team, that's a, a Wolves... The Wolves win, I would, I would be expecting to uh, to see coming out of that. Uh, but they just didn't seem to get get themselves right. It, 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 it didn't seem to be anything stable about their performance, Wolves, I felt. I thought it was a bit all over the place at times. I mean, they had a lot of the ball, but... Didn't do anything with it. Didn't do much with it. Not of any major consequence, no. really. I mean, the shots that they did take, I didn't think were necessarily ones, you know, where... Uh, the goalkeeper had to make great saves. No, no. Um, yeah. But Palace took their chances and obviously the penalty. Zaha, I haven't seen him on the score sheet for a while. He'll be happy to be back amongst the goals, I imagine. Yeah, by all accounts, he played pretty well. Yeah. 
So good win there for Palace over Wolves. Uh, Brentford, I think, got a well-needed win. Very needed. Very needed. Yeah. You know, and only the magic of Ivan Tony was able to give it to them. His, his hat-trick was essential. I mean, they have been a bit... Again, they've been another team, been a bit of a, a bit of a free fall lately. Yeah, and that's got them out think, of a little bit of a tailspin, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it helps turn the tide a bit. Did you see the moment with Brandon Williams and Christian Eriksen? Yes, I did, because <laughs> Brandon Williams, bless him, was about to lose his nonsense, lose his head, and then he said, oh, it's Christian, I can't be mad at Christian Eriksen. <laughs> and he gave him a hug while he was on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did pull him over, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> so... You can understand why he w might be angry with him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, no, it's Christian. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to give him a heart attack. No, 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 no. Oh. No, 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 no. Can't be doing that. You'd be the most hated person in football if you uh, if you got in Christian Eriksen's face. I'm pretty sure he would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not the most popular player in the world, is he, Brandon Williams? <laughs> oh, he likes to get amongst them. I like, that's why I like Brandon. Brandon is not afraid of getting in and amongst people. He will, yeah. he will do it. He's not afraid. Uh, but yeah, N Norwich. I think. I think they. I think they're done. I think they had their uh, had their little renaissance, but I think they're too far off at this late stage now to be able to to stay up. Yeah, there's too many teams in front of them now. I think. Yeah, I think. Obviously, their goal difference, as as Jeff Stelling would say on Soccer Saturday, that's essentially an extra point. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, that's a that's a terrible goal difference. I mean, they've conceded less goals than Leeds have, but yeah. Well, they just haven't scored many. That's the problem. Sixteen goals in twenty-seven games. That's not good enough. Yeah, that's not that's not good enough to keep you in this league. I'm afraid. I think they're going to struggle now for the last third of the season. Yeah. Let's talk Aston Villa. Very strong performance from Villa. Yeah. Again, I was surprised because Southampton was doing really well. I think I think since Gerard's come in, I think he's he's got his way of going. I think in Coutinho they found someone that has given them the flair back that they lost when Grealish left. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um. So that has been a massive, massive thing for them, and he's just, I you know, I think it pains me to say it, but Stephen Gerrard has proved himself a very, very good manager, and so far in his in his early career and. I, I wasn't surprised by that performance because I think Villa have been working towards that the last few weeks. Yeah. And obviously, they'll want to see more of that in the coming weeks. But, no, very strong performance from Villa. They uh, they didn't, you know, they had to work on the counter a lot. Yeah, but they, they worked off the counter well, very well. Yeah. Indeed. They were very, very precise. And obviously, having someone like Coutinho in there who can just pick that pass out when you need him to, yeah. when you're playing counter-attack like football, then... You've got it in the, in, you know, it's, it's, it's easy enough for him. Do you know what I mean? Especially with Watkins running in behind. I mean, obviously, he yeah. loves a, he loves to try and outpace somebody, doesn't he? So. That's it, yeah. And the Southampton defenders aren't necessarily the quickest in the league. Not over the ground, no. So, um, no, yeah, good, solid performance from Villa. Uh, only one shot on target for Southampton, though, so... Uh, not a, not a good outing for them, Poor considering old. you had. Yeah. You know, if you've had sixty percent of the ball, you've had one shot on target. That's, uh, that's not great. No. That's not ideal. Poor old Jay Adams got booed to the hilt. <laughs> of course he did. He used to play for Birmingham City. Yes, that's why he was getting booed around Villa Park. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. Uh, but both those teams will be safe, mid-table teams. So I don't think they'll be too much to worry about. Yeah. Uh, from either side there. 
both inside or looking to get inside the top half of the table anyway this season would be a win for them uh newcastle continuing their resurgence another win in the bag yeah eddie howe's done a great job with them considering where they were six or seven weeks ago yeah they are well and truly out of danger now i think newcastle. yeah they've gone from what he's, he's got He's got up to six wins now, considering they, were, what, they had the one win, was it, before they yeah, before he win. took over? Yeah, one win before he... Yeah. So he's, he's gone up to six wins. He's getting them out. Of, they're not completely out of trouble just yet, but they're on, they're well on their way out of there. Yeah, I'd, yeah, they're going to stay up now, aren't they? From, I would think so. I think, I think there's teams below them that I think are going to do a lot worse than they will between now and the end of the season. Yeah. And, it, and it's not just the new signings that have done it. I think that's the no. biggest thing. I think... Eddie's just changed the ethos. Well, that's it. He's changed the way they're playing. Obviously, he's worked with Ryan Fraser before yeah. at Bournemouth, so they kind of have an understanding, and he was on the score sheet, wasn't he? You know, they got the two early goals, didn't they, Yeah. Uh, against Brighton? But no, it is, it is a change in mentality, and obviously those players that have come in can lift the rest of the squad mm, definitely, yeah. and raise and raise their levels um, and give them something new. So, yeah, you're seeing the effects of, of the players on the pitch. But, you know... I've had one or two come in and do and do well, but so it kind of lifts them all, doesn't it? Because it's, it's more of a competition. We know, well, obviously, I think Chris Wood is kind of in there, um, and Dan Byrne as well. Yeah, obviously, Dan Byrne's a solid defender in this division. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it will help help them massively, and obviously, the fruits the fruits are starting to to grow and be be plucked from the trees for Eddie as he's climbing Newcastle away from the trouble. A lot more to be happy about in the northeast. Yeah, they'll be they'll be very happy. They'll be playing Premier League football next year, Newcastle. Indeed. Uh, Leicester Leeds the lunchtime game. I thought Leeds were unlucky. Yeah, I'd agree. They seemed to be much more in the game. They had the chances. They had more sh- shots, but obviously they had the they had the only the four on target, same as Leicester. Yeah. Just it was a very, very even. It was a very, very yeah. It was an even game. They probably had actually out of all the chances, they probably had the best chance, even more than the goal. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The game there, but it was a, it's a tricky one really. Tricky one for Leeds, but hope, well, hopefully for them, they they can turn it around. But it's going to be, it's it's going. I still think they're going to be in a, in a battle. They're going to be, they're going to be in and around that that conversation. I feel. Oh, they are definitely at the end of the season. But I think if they play like that for the rest of the season, they will pick up more points than they probably they would have been. Have done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they looked a bit more solid, didn't they? Yeah. That's what you would say. They looked a bit more organised and a bit um, harder to get through. Yeah, they've just got, sure. just got to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, that is the next plan. Yeah, that is the next plan. Uh, but obviously, they would hope with getting Bamford back because he was on the bench, wasn't he, at the weekend? Yeah, he didn't come on, but he was on the bench. No, he didn't come on, but he was on the bench. He brought Tyler Roberts on instead, didn't they? And then he got, um, then he got injured, bless him. Yeah. He, he spent the last 15 minutes or so just walking around. Just hobbling pitch. around. Because I'd use all the subs. Yeah. So, you know, having, having just seeing Bamford on the bench we all have been a... A boost. Yeah. A boost, yeah. Not just for the squad, but for the fans too. I'd say Calvin Phillips is probably not that far away now as well. Yeah, absolutely. So and we'll he see. He will what... be a big boost. When oh yeah, absolutely. Back. When he when they get him back, the thing is he's been out a while now. So the problem will be can he get his fitness levels back between now? And, you know when Leeds are really going to need him. Do you know what I mean? So it just depends on what fitness level he comes back at. Yeah. But you know we all know the work ethic of of Calvin Phillips in the midfield. So hopefully that will help them out. 
Uh, and then finally, we must talk about the favourites for the top four. Yeah. Arsenal. Not Watford. Arsenal. Yeah. Who were given a run for their money against Watford. They were. Yeah. It was a very good performance from Watford. They really, really gave it a go against against Arsenal. Um, but I just think the quality of Arsenal shone through in the end. I thought Saka was very, very good in that game. Yeah, it was the quality of Arsenal and the naivety of the Watford defence, I think, coupled together. Yeah. yeah, but they have played some very good football again in that game, Arsenal. Yeah. I think, yeah, you know, you say naive. I, I just think it was the quality of Arsenal, to be honest. Oh, I yeah, think they the were movement very off the ball was fat. I mean, yeah. Lacazette was pulling the strings in them up front. Exactly. The best I've seen Lacazette play as a centre-forward in a long time, actually, yes. that was yeah. at the weekend. I agree. Yeah. He's been he's been missing that type of performance for a while. Um, but again, with Watford, but he's capable. If they play like that, then they should pick up some more points. Yeah, but we're getting to the point of the season now where it doesn't matter how you play, you need the points. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just think Watford are going to be that team that always comes up short in games. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to cost them because you know they've got Everton and Leeds are their two targets. Yeah. So, you know, and then they've got Burn. Obviously, Burnley's there as well, but between the four of them, you know, not, we, we think Norwich are gone. Yeah, there's four points but, between Leeds and Watford at this point. Yeah, this point. And Leeds and Watford have played the same number of games. Yeah. Um. So we, we still need Everton and Burnley to kind of catch up. So we've got an idea, really, of how we're looking at the back end of the season. I know there's some catch up games midweek this week. I just don't think Everton have got the stomach for the fight. I could be but wrong. We're going to find out. We're going to find yeah. out because Frank Lampard has got a job on, hasn't he? We all we all know that. That is that, that is what we know for certain. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Leeds play Villa midweek. They do. Yeah. Watford have so, got Wolves as well. Yeah, Watford and Wolves. So that'll kind of well, well, I say catch him up, but it doesn't really, does it? Because uh, no, it doesn't. Watford play an extra game. But yeah, we'll um, we'll see what kind of happens with that. But I think Arsenal are looking very, very good for that top four position at the other end of the table. Yes. Yeah, I, obviously. At this point, I'd say the they're the ones. Off, yeah. Yeah, they've got. In fact, they can go third if they win the two games I in think. hand. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I mean Chelsea are there, but you know they'll go two points behind them because I think Chelsea have only played one more game than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I could I, I could see a, a position where Arsenal go into third, but I mean, it just depends how Chelsea kind of, you know, they looked like they were starting to find themselves again. Chelsea didn't they against Burnley as we discussed earlier? So there's a big, there's a lot going on. I just don't think United are going to do it. I just think we're just we're in such a mess. I can't see it. And West Ham, I think, are just going to fall short again. Um, there's a position, you know, there's a chance that United could finish seventh in all of this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The way we're playing at the minute, Spurs have got two games in hand over West Ham and Man United, and that'd easily take them uh, above above them and clear. So if they were, if they, I know you've got the tough games, they are two tough games. I know that, but yeah, Brighton and Arsenal are the two games we've got. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I think top four is definitely in. Che- it's in Arsenal and Chelsea's hands. That's how much we can say for certain. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that pretty much is that's the roundup, isn't it? The Premier League. That is the Premier League rounded up quite nicely, I thought. Then I think in that case, then we ought to um, we ought to go around the world, right? Let's go around the world, shall we? So we start in La Liga. Real Madrid take a stranglehold on the title as they win, while Sevilla only manage a draw. There was a classic between Celta Vigo and Mallorca. 
finished 4-3. Two red cards and a 97th minute winner from Celta Vigo. Lovely stuff indeed in Spain. In Serie A, Inter win big as Milan win the battle of the chasing pack with Napoli. Olivier Giroud with the goal. Speaking of Chelsea strikers, Tammy Abraham scores yet another goal as Roma beat Atalanta. Bayern Munich draw with Leverkusen as it's a good day for Dortmund as they don't play this weekend after their game with Mike's was postponed. Nice beat PSG with a fantastic goal from Andy Delort. Marseille lose to Monaco, so Nice are now in second place in France. But everyone wants to know what's happening down the bottom at the moment. St Etienne beat Metz in a huge game at the bottom. Troyes beat Bordeaux 2. Lorient drop into the bottom three as a result. Dan Under, Western United win as Melbourne City have their game postponed. And for our friends across the pond, the MLS is back in business, Chris. Early season table shows Austin United leading the Eastern Conference after thrashing Phil Nevers into Miami 5-1. There we go. The MLS is back up and running. Love to see it. Yeah. Truly a world event football. It always will be. Uh, yeah, some good, good, interesting. Tammy Abraham's what up to twenty goals now for Roma this season. Yeah, got a good kick up the arse from Jose Mourinho afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so he's uh... when he was giving his press conference, Jose walked behind him and kicked him. Nice. <laughs> but um, he's he's doing well, Tammy. He is. We know we know he's a he's a, he's a quality goal scorer, quality centre forward, I should say. But now he's starting to prove that he can score goals. Is what I was trying to get to. So um, yeah, big big boost for England if he can carry that on. And you know, obviously, one thing I really liked about Gareth Southgate is he doesn't forget about these players who play out of England. No, he just goes on a little holiday, doesn't he? Yeah, like in the past, you know, like Tammy Abraham doing that, or us having a player in Spain, you know, an England player in Spain based in Spain, they kind of sometimes get forgotten about. Yeah, but no, very very important. Very happy with that. Tammy, it's a good move for him, and he's done well. He has done very very well. Right then, so where are we with our friend Gianluca? Uh, I'm guessing he probably didn't play this week because no, he was he did so play. bad. Oh, he did play. He did play. Started the game against RB Salzburg. Did he last longer than half an hour? Yes. Blimey. Made it to the end of the game. Did he do anything? No. Okay. They were beaten 4-0. But they are top of the league, Salzburg, so it was kind yeah. of expected. Yeah, it's a tricky one for them. Yeah, so they tricky are very much adrift at the bottom. And Poor old Gianluca. I mean, he's having a bit of a... Well, he's, he's having, having a, a tough time. Season, is he? He's having a tough time. Damn you, football manager. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> no, really, we love you. Don't Please don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. <laughs> you, need, you need it more than I, I do these days. I definitely need it. <laughs> right, uh... I think that's it from us this week. What have we got? Uh, what we got coming up this weekend, fixture wise? What have we got coming up this weekend? We've got a very big game for you and I to look at. But we'll start on the Saturday lunchtime with Brighton versus Liverpool. Only one game at three o'clock on Saturday due to European commitments. So Brentford take on Burnley. Then the big game at five thirty at Old Trafford. Manchester United against Tottenham. Chelsea take on Newcastle. On Sunday lunchtime, there's another game. No, another four games at Sunday lunchtime. Leeds take on Norwich. Everton take on Wolves. West Ham take on Aston Villa. Southampton take on Watford. 
before Arsenal and Leicester meet at 4.30 and then a game at Sellers Park on Monday as Crystal Palace take on Man City. Yeah, so some big games coming up this weekend. Some very big games. Let's see uh, how things are going to pan out in those. But yeah, we'll see what happens. One of us is going to be happy next week. One of us is going to be unhappy. Unless there's a draw. Unless it's a draw and then I'll probably just be unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> but for now... Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Don't forget you can tweet us at Let's Football Pod to get involved. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. Uh, Richard has a very special request this week. I do. Yes. So if you have any football memories, what we might do in the international break, if we get loads of them, is we are going to take you back through some of your memories and some of ours as well. So if you want to tweet us and email us, as Chris has said, that would be very much appreciated. Yeah, so get in touch with those. We'll be back next week with all the news from the latest games. But for now, stay safe, everyone. And I will see you... Well, we, I should say, will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.